This is Annie Irish, the host of Cunt Talk, and today we're tackling the topic of dating. Um, the person I'm interviewing today is Lauren Clare, who currently lives in, outside of Boston, Mass, and Lauren works in the advertising industry. Um, how are you today, Lauren? I'm doing well, thanks. So, I've known you for about five years through our mutual friend, Anna, mm-hmm. and I think between the three of us, we've all had terrible and wonderful dating experiences. Um, <laughs> I'm self-identified as queer. Lauren, you're, you're gay. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we both have done online dating over the years. Yes. Um, so I think that's an interesting topic to talk about because of everything in the news about Tinder and Grindr and Match.com and the different levels of dating. Um, so I guess my first question for you is, do you think that your sexual identity affected your dating experiences over the years? Um, yeah, I think that uh, in most of the social situations that I um, have been in at a pretty young age, I've been the only gay person in the group. And um, I feel like girls, especially straight girls who are kind of curious, um, try to take advantage of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time hanging around straight, very straight, curious girls, and I was kind of their guinea pig for a while. So, yeah, I mean, being openly gay and, uh, and not having any gay friends and being in a group of straight girls was not easy. You grew up in Massachusetts, is that right? Yeah. So... That's, well, I, I always think of Massachusetts as being so liberal and it's different, obviously, in high school, but that's interesting that you didn't have a, another sort of community of gay people, LGBTQ people around you. No. And my town was uh, very much the same. Everyone was white. Everyone was rich. Everyone was Catholic. Nobody was gay. Um, yeah, so it was really, it was hard. It was really that's hard. Cool. Yeah. Do you think any of the girls that you sort of had early experiences with maybe are gay now but didn't realize it at the time? Um, there's one person that um, I was always curious about um, who I honestly don't know if they ever, like in their adult life, finally admitted that, you know, this is who I am. Right. Let me leave it. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um because I don't, I don't really see her or talk to her anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that even some people from my hometown, even now as adults, it's still not easy for them um, to come out as gay or really anything. I think that it's just it's too hard. It's too much of a risk for them to lose their friends, and um, which I think is crazy. Like, I think now people... If, if people really care that much that you're gay, then they were never your friends, you know? No, that's, that's definitely true. I think it's also probably where you're located, too. I think it's easier to come out here than in other places in the world, for sure. I mean, Europe yeah. is a given, but certain places it's still very much the struggle for people. Um, yeah. It's just a... I think it's a sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your online dating experience been like? <laughs> Um, I, I didn't start online dating until, um, I was 27. So, uh, I think by the time 
I think at 27, I was definitely more um, aware of what I wanted out of a relationship. And I think that I was um, definitely ready for a, a nice long-term relationship. Um, and yeah, it was a little, you know, when you told your friends like, oh, I met somebody online, everyone just kind of like, what? Like, you met someone online? Like, don't get killed. It's just, it was very um, taboo, I guess. And, uh, but now, I mean, everybody, like all of my friends, especially my friends who are younger than me, they're like, oh yeah, I've met my last six boyfriends online and, you know, nobody, nobody blinks. Like, it's just, it's just a more natural thing now. Um, but when I was online dating, it was a little harder because there was a tiny group of women who were also online dating. So, you know, if you went on um, for three months and then three months later you went back again, it's always the same people. It's the same women over and right. over. You're all just like recycling each other. And that was super frustrating. Um, were you on OkCupid at the time? No, I, I went on Match just because I, I was, I thought that there would be, not that OkCupid or Plenty of Fish or anything wasn't serious, um, but I felt like Match had a better quality. Like now everything is, it, it depends. Like you, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do and it's all quality stuff. Um, but I, I thought when I was online dating that Match was a little more quality. Well, that makes sense because you would, typically you have to pay for your subscription. I think before you sign up, I mean, you get, that's you get a free trial and then you pay. Yeah, and then you pay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like I said, like I thought, like oh, you know, if you pay for it, then it'll it'll be better, it'll exactly. be more quality. But the truth is that I I wasn't meeting quality people on it. So, yeah. I think I also remember hearing a news story from a couple years ago about how. There's no real screening process for places like Match, and I'm sure there's other websites where you pay, but that's always been their format. But um, I read something in the Times or some other news source where a woman ended up going on a date with like a distant cousin or something. <laughs> just I don't know, and just the number of people that are on there, and um, I guess there's no real thing in play to screen for people that are, you know sexual predators or have a criminal record. Not that the, that portion of the population shouldn't be able to date, but if you're using yeah. a dating site to, you know, perpetuate attacking someone, you yeah. obviously shouldn't be able to use it. But I'm, you know, I don't even know how that you would have that in play. Yeah. But there are, there are crazy people online. There are crazy people everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's just online. I think you find them faster just because everything happens faster. No, it's, it's, that's definitely true. I, I've been on lots of dating sites over the last few years. I've been on Tinder. I've been on OkCupid. I was on Match for maybe a week. And I mostly date men. But just the level of shit you have to wade through. Just, yeah. And it, there's, there's algorithms too. Like when you first set up your profile, the number of views that you get you typically get more views in your first week than you do, I think, over the course of a few months being on it because people think, like, oh, fresh meats. Yeah, yeah. And they're all on you. But eventually it sort of, you know, taps off. But then just – I'm sure you got lots of messages on there that were inappropriate or just awful. Um, I think most people get that online dating. But I don't, I don't know if you experience that as well. Yeah, um, probably not as much um, just because the type of girls that I – tend to go for, or, or tend um, to go for, uh, were a bit more feminine, and so 
they were they didn't really initiate conversations um but then there were a few messages from people who were like you know what up boo and that's not really my style so. yeah it's not mine either <laughs> so what's it been like for you dating in boston i know that there is a large active lbgtq community but i imagine you kind of bump into the same people over time depending on where you hang out and what you do yeah uh i've dated probably um a handful of people who ended up knowing other people that I've dated. Um, That's common, I feel like, especially if it's in a group of friends or extended group of friends. But if it's one yeah. people, that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, um, uh, Boston being a small city, um, but having a lot of uh, gay people, yeah, I think that, that that's definitely bound to happen. Um, but then I started dating people out of state, and, um, like, let's say I dated somebody from Rhode Island. They ended up knowing people that I knew or dated from Maine. Oh, so yeah. It was, just, that, it was just becoming this, like, I don't know, uh, it's just this, like, mix of people in New England that all knew each other. So there wasn't one person that I could date and be like, oh, you know, I had this really ter terrible experience and, with so-and-so. And they'll be like, oh, so-and-so is my best friend. And it's just, like, really hard to get away from that. It's very, yeah, New England is very small. Yeah. So, very incestuous. Oh, what, I'm sorry? Uh, I, I just felt like it was very incestuous. It totally. Was like, I feel like it's that way in a lot of different groups. I mean, yeah, especially if you're dating, I definitely have types of people that I go for. Mm -hmm. And if <laughs> everyone's kind of interconnected and it just becomes weird when you break up and you, you can't get away from them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, it, dating in New York, too, it's... It's bigger, and there's that much more people to choose from, but it's just always weird when you run into somebody you, you never didn't expect to on the train or online. Online's mm -hmm. different, but it's also weird when you end up seeing your ex online. Yeah. Minus the, the Facebook stalking. More, <laughs> more the, you know, you're on a dating site, and you see their profile, and you're like, shit, this is weird. Yeah. Um, so what's been one of your weirdest experiences dating? Um, I have, well, I don't know that there's a three way tie. Um, <laughs> so this one girl, um, that I went out with, um, the first week that we started hanging out, um, she asked me if I wanted to spend a long weekend, um, with her at her family's house. That's kind of an intense first meeting. Yes. Um, so, you know, in my mind, I think, like, because my family's small, so I was like, oh, you know, just like a little barbecue, mom, dad, like, brother, sister, whatever. Um, but it was her entire extended family. I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> third cousins and their children and their children's children. I mean, it was everybody. Um, but the weird thing was that leading up to the weekend she pulled out pictures of her family and quizzed me on who everyone was. Oh, my God. So how, like, did she, how did she introduce you? So, I mean, she's, she told everyone, like, oh, you know, this is who I'm dating, but it wasn't like, oh, I just met her and was <laughs> you know, quizzing her on who all of you are. Uh, but, I mean, like, I would go to her house, we would have dinner, and then she would be like, okay, and she would get the, the box that had all the pictures in it, and she'd be like, who's this? Like, just like flashcards if you were practicing, you know, oh, 
like multiplication with a little kid or something. You know, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? And she just would not let it go. Um, so yeah, that was definitely super weird. Was that your like second or third date with her? Or like your, because you mentioned you went, went to dinner at her place and she was quizzing you. Yeah. Um, so, so I met her online, the uh, on match, uh, we exchanged messages. So I think like the last message we sent to each other was on a Saturday and then we got together on a Sunday. So I saw her Sunday, Tuesday and Wednesday of that week and she <laughs> quizzed me Sunday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. So it was how, how did pretty it, intense. How did it end with her? I mean, obviously you're not seeing her anymore, but. No, no. Um, it, she kind of calmed down after that and, um, and I did, I did like her. I mean, she was, that was also a time where I hadn't figured out my own self-worth, so she did kind of put me down sometimes, and I just thought, like, oh, well, you know, she doesn't mean it, just making excuses for her like people do sometimes, and, um, you know, and I kept going with it, and then um, she told me that I never really opened up enough to her, so we kind of had a serious conversation, and she was asking me very personal questions. And uh, I was telling her a little bit about my family history and um, about me and my family. And I have a very unique family situation. Everybody in my family has a very unique story of their own. And so I, you know, it was the first time that I was really opening up to a, a stranger, basically. Like all of my close, close friends know everything there is to know about me. Um, but here I am telling this person that I thought I could trust. And then, um, you know, she's like, wow, that's really fascinating. You're a really interesting person. Um, and then the next day she calls me and she's like, you know, I was thinking about everything that you said and there's a lot of things that have happened to you in your life and I just don't believe that that could happen to one person. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she turned around, basically called me a liar and I was so upset, just so disappointed, and, and I was more angry with myself that I had opened up to somebody and, and trusted them, and they weren't this good person that I thought they were. Um, so it kind of ended like that. Um, but I, so. I'm surprised that you kept seeing her after the huge family dinner. I was gonna, I was that, imagining you breaking up with her like that night that, after well, the dinner was over. I mean, her family was really nice, and, and I, I didn't want to judge her based on that, because I, I just kind of wanted to see, like, what else she was about. Obviously, family meant a lot to her. Absolutely. Yeah, I gave it a shot, and um, it didn't work out, but, you know. Did you see her for long after that? Um, probably a couple of months. Is that Wow, because yeah. I would have probably... Yeah, I wow, you're you're a nicer person than me. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was totally damaging and unhealthy, um, yeah. and I know that now. But obviously, you, know, you don't really think about those things because you're just kind of like, oh, this is so wonderful. Like I, right. I can call my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was definitely not healthy. Like if I had a friend who was entering into the same type of relationship, I would be like, "You have to, you have to end this right now." Yeah. So I, th I also think the older someone gets, a, well, I like to think you're able to spot, you know, sort of problematic things before they happen, or sort of nuggets of what seems like it could be bad, and then yeah. you, you kind of shut it down before it happens. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but you said you had you had a three-way tie. So so what are these other two? Um, I, don't, I don't know if anything, anything can match that. So Yeah, so it's those two. Um, and then uh, I went on a date with this girl who... Um, uh, so we were we were messaging back and forth match, and she was just so polite and seemed so genuine and nice. And we went out on a date and just had this absolutely fabulous date. We had dinner um, around seven o'clock, and I didn't get home until five o'clock that the, uh, the next morning because we were just talking the whole time. Oh, we wow! Having like great conversation, just talking, laughing. We we're like walking around the city. It was really, it was really nice. And then she called me the next day and texted me in between phone calls. And I talked to her every day. And then um, one day, I just never heard from her again. So a couple, a couple weeks went by, and um, it turns out that we had a mutual friend. Uh, so I had asked the friend, you know, have you heard from this girl? Like, we went out, we had a really great time, and she just kind of, like, fell off the face of the earth. Do you know anything about that? Like, have you heard anything? And um, uh, the the mutual friend said, oh, yeah, I talked to her, and she, she just doesn't think that um, you guys look right together. And I was like, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. She doesn't like interracial dating. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's just she doesn't think that you're attractive enough and, like, that you would compliment her, that you guys look good together. And I was like, that's probably the worst thing that you could ever say to somebody who uh, considers you a friend. So, um I mean, I didn't care that a total stranger was saying that that's her opinion, that's fine. But I'm like, here is this mutual friend, like, telling me this. Right. Yeah, so that's I'm like, awful. I don't talk to that girl, and I don't talk to that friend either. Um, yeah, so that was kind of weird. And then um, the other the other thing is that it doesn't really, like, fit in those three. But I once went on a more recently, like, right before I um, met my fiance, um, I went on a date with this girl. It was the first time we're ever meeting each other. We probably had spent like 45 minutes together. We went out to eat and we were at, um, we were at this bar and there were TVs everywhere. And I happened to look up and there are two TVs next to each other. And one of them is playing a um, Victoria's Secret commercial. And the other one has the baseball game on. And I just, glance to check the score and I turned around and she has her arms folded and she's just like staring me down she's like you're looking at those girls aren't you and I was like wow wait a without your crazy like 45 minutes into this date so but for she she didn't I said I was like oh I didn't even notice you know the Victoria's Secret commercial I was just watching the game like checking the score and she's like don't lie to me so yeah, that was pretty crazy. She sounds very insecure, but I think the second situation you described, I think it happens more often than you think. Not with her being awful and saying that you weren't attractive enough, but meeting someone online, either texting or emailing or talking on the phone or meeting up, and then yeah. having people just ghost on you. I think yeah. that's pretty common because I think that it's hard for people to end things, especially when you're in a a long-term relationship, it's hard to break up anyways, but I also think that people have an equally hard time 
you know, ending something with someone that they just met too. Yeah. You don't, you don't know how to, how to broach the topic. So sometimes I think people think it's easier to disappear. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, um, I have in my mind, like that to me is, it's easy to do because that's somebody that you don't have to see again. And I mean, just for my own, like my own soul, like I would feel really, really bad just never speaking to someone again. Or even if I felt like I, if somebody wasn't good enough for me, like I would never express that to them. I would just say like, I, you know, I don't think this is working out. Like I, I just feel it's so much better to be honest and open. And I, I don't know how these people kind of live with themselves doing that to someone. Like it's so disappointing. <laughs> No, I, I get that. I, I totally get that. Sometimes you can almost see it going in that direction because I've had a lot of online interactions with people where we haven't met up, but it seems like it's leading to something and we're going to meet up and it mm. seems great and we're talking and then you never hear from them, but it's more disappointing if you've met the person, I think. Yeah, you, and that's that's always happened to me. I've never I've never messaged somebody and then never heard from them again. It's, it's always been I've met these people. Some right. of them I've even gone out with multiple times. Yeah. And they just disappear. So uh, I think that's also the problem with online dating too, especially now that everyone's doing it and you have your phone or your computer and everything's so accessible and so instantaneous mm-hmm. that A your attention span, well I've noticed and yet you're you're engaged, but maybe you've experienced this when you were dating a little bit later. Um, you you want to hear from the person right away, you know, because you're like, why aren't they texting me back or emailing you back? I know that they have their phone because I have my phone. Yeah. So clearly they have theirs. So there's that piece. And then there's also, I don't know, you, you're messaging with somebody and you kind of build them up in your head. Like it's going to be all these things and you think it's going to be great and you either meet and it's the total opposite or they they seem like they're that person, but then you still get disappointed in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, as far as the waiting to hear back from people, um, I mean, I I can get very impatient, but the key to that for me was to message somebody and then stay really busy and give myself enough time to forget what I've messaged them and the importance of the message. Yeah. And, And when I do get a message, it's just like this pleasant little surprise. Um, but yeah, no, it's incredibly hard to, uh, to kind of stay calm during that whole process. I struggle with that. I have a lot of anxiety. And then also with people with iPhones, when people have the red receipt, you know, when you send somebody an iMessage and then at the bottom it says red at with a timestamp yeah. or you can see the person typing like the dot, 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 and then they don't send anything. Yeah. I, I was reading an article about how that's created so much more anxiety with dating. And it's a thing that I've thought for a while, but that just kind of, you know, cemented it for me. It, it's true though. You're like, why the fuck aren't you messaging me back if you, you've read it and you've started to type, but obviously there's all these other things at play that you have no idea about. And that's good advice to try to stay busy, and I try to do the same thing. But that's something I, I definitely struggle with yeah, and get very angry about. <laughs> it's hard. And I think it's going to be even harder for um, younger generations because they're used to having these instant communications right. with people. Um, but I'd like to think that people from my generation and people uh, my age 
kind of come from the old school, like the old flip phones where you had no idea if somebody was typing or if they even got your text message in the first place because your phones were just so old. Right. My mom's uh, is like that. It's not a flip phone, but it's the one that you, I guess it's sort of a flip phone in that you um, push it up and there's the keyboard. Yeah. It's maybe like three years old and it still works and it's probably going to last longer than my iPhone 6. Yeah. But she sent me a video on it. And you know how you can make them bigger on your iPhone? Mm-hmm. You know, her, hers was so small, I couldn't even do anything to it. It was, it was kind of frustrating, but you're right, I think about that. Um, so you did mention being engaged. So yes. how did you meet your, your fiancé? So um, I, I went on a string of Match.com dates, and all of them turned out horribly. And then I told my friends, I'm giving up. I'm not going on match anymore. I don't care if I meet anyone. I mean, I was just like ready to buy my 10 cats and just live alone and and be comfortable doing that. Um, But then, of course, as I'm quitting match, two of my friends decide to go on it. And then they kind of think, well, all three of us should go on it. Like we would, we would have better luck if all three of us are doing it at the same time. And then we can talk about how awful our dates are. And they're just trying to cheer me up and, and um, make this work again. Um, so <laughs> they reactivated my account and they were kind of changing the headlines and, you know, adding things to my profile and trying to make it funny and goofy and whatever. So, the whole time they're at my computer and they're making me this whole new profile and I'm just laying on the couch like feeling sorry for myself and totally down and out and then they both lean in and they're looking at the computer and then they both lean back and they're like you have to see this girl she sounds perfect and you know and I'm thinking like yeah the other girl sounded perfect and the other one before her sounded perfect (laughs) I'm just not interested in doing this um and so they're like, no, 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 come over here, come over here. So I look over and there is, you, you know how you can kind of tell just when somebody has a really sweet face that they're just a nice person or, or you think that they're just right. going to be a nice person. And um, so, you know, I see the picture of this girl and she just has the sweetest face and like the nicest smile. And I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll give her a shout, see what happens. So I just wrote up this quick message, and I'd say within an hour, she responds. We were just going back and forth, back and forth, and then um, our messages were great. It was like it was like a nice conversation as far as con- uh, as far as match messages can go. It was like a great message, back and forth, and um, we finally met, and. <laughs> um, we went for a walk at one of the national parks here in Boston, and um, she did little to no speaking the entire time that I was with her. So it was really, really hard. It was like pulling teeth trying to talk to this girl. Um, and she was just so shy, but really, really sweet. And I was getting frustrated because when somebody doesn't really talk, it's hard to know what they're thinking, if they're interested. Right. And at that point, I was so tired of everyone just disappearing and, you know, saying like, oh, I'll call you later and then never calling again or 
making up these bullshit excuses why they like don't want to hang out with you anymore. Um, so our, our date was kind of ending and I said to her, I was like, you know, if you're not interested, if this is not going to work for you, um, you can just tell me, honestly, I'm not going to be mad. I'll appreciate it more if you are just honest about it. Um, and when I came home and I told my friends that I had basically given this girl this speech and they were like, are you crazy? You don't say that on a first date. It just makes you look like a weirdo. And, um, you know, and, and I did kind of panic cause I was like, Oh, should I not have, should I not have told this girl that, um, you know, to be honest, like, I don't want to imply that she's not honest. And I started freaking out. But then, um, the next morning I got a, a text message from her and she was like, you know, I really had a good time with you. And, and if I didn't have a good time with you, I wouldn't be texting you this right now. And it kind of like, just what she was saying kind of confirmed and, and validated what I had said that, you know, I'm tired of people just being shitty basically. And I was looking for a good person and, um, uh, so yeah, so then we just kept dating and, uh, it's been fantastic and her name is Laura and now we're getting married in, um, 29 days. You can be, uh, like on the match.com success stories. Yeah, 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 it was definitely, I mean, a, a lot of things had to happen, um, that, that, so this was my fourth time um, when I met her, it was my fourth time on Match, like paying for the subscription, going on dates with people, blah, blah, blah. And this, and when I met her, when I messaged her, it was her first day on wow. Match ever. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, I feel like I probably owe you $100 or whatever you pay for your <laughs> three-month subscription. So. That's a nice story. I think if you do get on the Match success story, they like pay for your wedding. Don't quote me on that, but you should look into that. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. Or even if they just paid for a honeymoon, because we've pretty much just paid for the wedding and everything. So They might. They might. I will look into that for you and send you something if, if I find anything that, that matches up with what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and I think we can agree that, or maybe, I don't know. You're, it sounds like your friends have had similar experiences dating. Would you, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, um, I would say that they've had easier experiences only because, um, like I said, I don't have any gay friends. Um, really? So you don't have any? No. Is that terrible? That I, That's probably very, very bad. Um, it's not terrible. I think everyone's a different person, but I'm surprised that you don't. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't. Um, I mean, Laura... She doesn't either, so the two of us together are, like, starving for different kinds of friends. Um, but, yeah, so all, all of my friends who were on Match um, are straight, and they met multiple people, and just, I, I mean, I'm sure their dating is, I mean, I, I, their dating is probably the same as mine, you know, you go out to dinner with somebody, you get drinks with somebody. Um, but I think for them it was much easier because, uh, and, and I'm not saying that this is a straight, uh, people dating thing. It's just my particular group of friends, um, have always felt like they needed to follow some sort of dating protocol. And I think it makes it easier for them because there's this like step-by-step -step guide that they're following to dating. Um, and 
uh, and, and, you know, they would agree with me because we've, we've openly talked about this before. Um, but for me, I mean, I have nobody to compare with. I have nobody who shares the same experiences. So I don't have a guidebook. I just have like my own instincts and I, well, I was asking that, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was asking that question in mind with that you have other gay friends. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. I know. Actually, it's funny because, um, our next door neighbors are a lesbian couple. They just had a baby and, um, they don't know this, that, well, they don't know that I know that we are the same age and one of them has black hair like me and the other one has blonde hair like, um, my fiance and they are kind of like our doppelgangers and (laughs) they're very, very similar to us. Um, and we want nothing more but to be friends with them and we're like trying really hard but I think they just kind of think we're weirdos (laughs) because maybe we're trying a little too hard I don't know I think it's hard to make friends the older you get too you know dating making friends is just as hard like finding people that have common interests and then that want to do the same things you do and that are free and you want to put put the effort into having a relationship friendship or, or dating you know it's it's um yeah, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. Um, however, it's, it should be easy. I mean, we're geographically re- uh, desirable. We live right <laughs> next door to them. Yeah, um, you're very desirable. You are. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, we share a driveway for Christ's sake. So bake something. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure you can be friends. Um, well, that's my goal. Of course, we're moving. So. Well, you, um, have, you have like a month. Yeah, so I have a month to kind of make this happen. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, and thank you for sharing your dating experiences. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, again, uh, th- this week's episode is dating. Um, I interviewed Lauren Clare, who lives outside of Boston, and um, thanks for listening.